0: Welcome back to the Russ and Randy podcast, everybody, for tips in 10, that is practical tips in fewer than 10 minutes to help you brand and market your practice or hospital. And we're pretty pumped about this particular episode. We may or may not be able to squeeze it into 10 minutes, but Randy and I are both pretty psyched because... This is our
1: we're celebrating our birthday. This is our 1 year anniversary. I guess technically this is season 2.
0: This is season 2. This is crazy. I've got you know on my on my blog, I've got this, you know, new podcast image. I've got to get rid of the new because we're getting old
1: now. Yeah. I actually finally took the sticky podcast Uh, it said on our website, new podcast. It's like, well, it's not new. We're over 60-something episodes, and I think we deserve a little bit of a pat on the back for being at least consistent. Certainly poor
0: quality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But we're consistent. That's
1: right. We're always there, uh, or we're always here. And what Russ and I thought we'd do today is talk about lessons learned, both kind of technical and practical, um, no real format, but I think we're going to each have a few thoughts of what we've definitely learned. Well, I know I've, I've learned several things compared to what I expected when we started this, even though we started recording a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. We started this process, I think two and a half years ago. And like a bunch of type A doctors, we thought this would be something easy. We should be able to publish in three months, which turned into 15 months mainly because we're type A doctors. Yeah. Perfectionists.
0: Right. And you know, we weren't going to launch until it was perfect. And guess what? It's never perfect.
1: Damn it. So, Russ, when, uh, we were just chatting a few minutes ago, and I think that I, I liked uh, the flow of your lessons learned. So, why don't you get started and I'll chime in?
0: Well, let me just say um, we'd both like to apologize because of being type AAA surgeons, specialty surgeons. Um, we tend to over-explain. And I'm just going to leave it at that.
1: We get lost in the weeds. Yeah.
0: We do get lost in the weeds. And, you know, each of us over-explains. And when I go back and edit the episodes to actually publish them, uh, I cut it down considerably. And even despite that, we ramble. I'm just going to leave it at that. We over-explain and I apologize. Well, we're learning. You know, we've each learned quite a bit, I think. I think one of the lessons we learned is, is format. First off, I think there's value in having a co-presenter for a podcast. I don't know how you feel about that, Randy, but
1: I think it's it's nice to have a little give and take and some conversation. Yeah, I would agree. I think it presents its own challenges. I think that having two people is great, uh, but having two people that have never done this before presented as we found out a lot of immediate challenges and for lack of lots of detail, Russ and I actually decided after six months of trying to do this separately, we flew and met in Chicago so that we would have not have the hurdle of kind of speaking as though we were together. Russ is in Michigan. I'm in Maryland. But, uh, and that helped a little bit. But I think once we got over the technical aspects, the fear, we're a little bit more comfortable with the, this format. Um, I think it does. It's better for the listeners. Uh, you have more than one opinion. Uh, when we're doing an interview format, are a little bit more comfortable with the technical aspects, and we can lead the conversations. And maybe, maybe that's why our interview episodes seem to be so popular. But there might be another reason.
0: Yeah, like maybe the number of followers that our interviewees have. They're, you know, some of them have, uh, some of them are pretty heavyweight, so they they tend to have some some listeners or followers of their own that they bring to our our episodes but I agree that the interview format is nice. We've gone through and interviewed each other, basically on most of the episodes. Um, I think that that works well.
1: And it's taken us a long time to get to the comfort, uh, level of comfort we have right now with going back and forth and being somewhat spontaneous. We actually used to read everything in the beginning and boy, that was a little rough.
0: That was kind of painful, but you know, even now I think, and, and this is one of the lessons learned. On those episodes where we just sort of try to wing it, we get lost in the weeds. And, and, and again, we ramble and have a lot of extended ex- explanation. So I think for most of them, it's best to at least, at the very least, outline the episode, if not actually script it out. Like, like we did today. Yeah, sort of. You'll notice even the very best podcasters or news anchors actually have, use an outline. They actually script out their, uh, their episodes. So what else? What else have you learned? Um, I think I learned that the technical aspects, if you're going to be a type AAA perfectionist, the technical aspects can be challenging. Pay attention to details if you want a higher level quality. Yeah, if you want pro quality. And um, I think we've each struggled with the, um, the audio aspects from a software and a hardware. So tell us, tell everybody what
1: we've learned in terms of software and hardware.
0: I think we've each learned that Audacity is great software. I mean, you just can't go wrong with Audacity. It's free. We both like free, right? It's relatively easy to use and it's free. Relatively. And, you know, I mean, there's a learning curve, but like anything nowadays, go to YouTube, do the search on Audacity for whatever it is you're trying to do and bang, you've got a tutorial.
1: And we use Audacity to edit, mainly edit our audio files. Do you still use it to play with some of the sound, delete some of the higher frequency or lower frequency background noises? I actually do all of my um my noise gating and filtering and
0: editing in Adobe Audition. Only because I have Adobe
1: CS Creative Suite, some fancy thing. Okay. So if you guys haven't guessed, Rust fusses with the technical aspects. I do most of the writing and we share in kind of getting the episode ready in that way each week. So for Once we will finish an episode, I send my half, which is recorded on a separate digital recorder. We've learned not to use computers because although it works and you can certainly do it, if you want to have a purer sound, you definitely have to have a good mic and an external digital recording voice recorder other than like your Mac desktop computer because I tried for months and months to get clean sound and you've got this hum in the background. And it can only be from either my computer or something hooked up to it. So that's what it took me about six months to just say, okay, let's try something different. And I think we're very pleased. And the last, since I, we kind of upgraded, um, the quality of our sound is, has, is much better. Yeah, I I'm agree. Not it's great. Actually, it's great. Yeah, they,
0: there's two issues. And I'm just, I'll be very brief. The first is your computer sound circuitry is not made to provide professional quality sound. It's that simple. And if you want to record to your computer, you need to have some sort of interface. And that's going to be as expensive as an external digital recorder. So just get the external digital recorder
1: to record directly to that. Right. I use the H4n Pro and I think... As do I. And I think I got it for 149 bucks. It's an Amazon recommendation. And it is, it is the gold standard. Yeah, it is. I never thought I could love something <laughs> like this, but it, it looks, feels, and is cool. You know, yeah, it's it's pro level. One of the things that I learned or I'm learning about is that you know we talk about blogging, we talk about SEO, we talk about engagement, we talk about social media. One of the things that I'm learning is is that a podcast, although popular, most of our listeners, I think, are detached from the internet when they're listening to what we have to say. and What I've noticed is that we are getting, or we have received, very, very little feedback on either our Libsyn or iTunes or even our website, and it is noticeably empty, if you will. There's very little dialogue in terms of comments, and I think the only reason can be, because our content is outstanding and we're so dynamic and gregarious, uh, that people Otherwise, would normally love to leave comments. But I think the reason may be that podcasting, while it appeals to many, it's convenient. And it's convenient to listen to a podcast when you're not connected to the internet. You're listening on your phone while you're exercising, you're in your car, you're on your commute to work. and it, You're multitasking. Right. And you take away that chance to either share an episode or comment or leave a review. That means we're getting very little feedback. Other than, than trying to figure out through analytics how many downloads we're getting. And I think that, I think someone told me successful podcasts take a while. And I think that's because we're only getting one kind of data, and that's downloads. And w- it just takes a lot of downloads to figure out really what's working, what's not working. And I think this is a case, especially be- that slow and steady wins the race. We're also, our audience is now is, is mostly doctors and healthcare, which traditionally we've agreed that is a, it's a conservative group that probably is just getting the inklings in to understand the advantages of digital media, much less marketing. Well, let, let me
0: ask you. I mean, I know you listen to podcasts. I listen to, I routinely listen to four or five. But the fact is I've never, ever left a comment on any of those.
1: Well, when you're at your computer... You're not listening to a podcast, right?
0: I'm not listening to my podcast, right, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, you know, late at night or early in the morning or I'm multitasking,
1: you know, working out, whatever it is. I think what people will note is that you are keeping up with the times of using a media that it is uh, very popular. And it does not mean that you don't, you're not appreciated. It does make it a little more difficult. I would have to say that we're, we depend on audio there's no graphics to share. We have to make sure that we're authoritative without rambling. There's other dynamics that we we really certainly have to pay attention to. You're rambling. I'm rambling.
0: Any other lessons you want to share? Uh, I was rambling. Tell us what you did with a microphone. You went from a USB to a
1: what? So I uh, went from a dynamic cardioid XLR microphone straight into my h4n pro i'm not using a mixer you went not, not from that you went to that i'm sorry I'm, I'm more that's what i am using right now i had been using mistakenly a condenser mic which grabs all sounds yes that it possibly can hear in the room oh phew, beyond the room yeah or maybe even the road next road noise and next yes door.
0: yes i want to really emphasize this before you go any further I also started out with a pro-level condenser microphone, okay? And I noticed when I was editing our, our episodes that I could hear the neighbor's television set next door. I could hear a toilet flush anywhere else in the building. That This is a real problem. So if you're considering you know, microphones and you'll find great reviews on condensers and if you read podcast review recommendations, Condensers are often the gold, quote, gold standard, but that's for a pro-level sound studio only. They will pick up all background noise. So each of us, Randy and I both have what's called a dynamic microphone right now.
1: Lesson learned. So it records, yeah, it doesn't record everything. It's only really what's in front of it. And I just hooked that up to my H4n Pro and it's pretty easy to use. It's a great setup. And I think that we have really changed the quality of at least of my end of the recording.
0: You know, the only other um, recommendation I have for folks, one lesson we learned, I think, was that, you know, we don't really share our episodes. We have them on the Russ and Randy website, but we don't really go out of our way to tweet about them or put them on Facebook. Russ and Randy does not have a Facebook page. And um, despite that... Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, we do. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> do we really? Yeah, I put it. Oh, I put each episode on the
0: Facebook page. Do you? Yeah, I really got my finger on the pulse of what's going on. But we don't we don't really go out of our way to super share and super push them. We're not, you know, marketing the podcast. And despite that, you know, we're getting we're building listenership.
1: But I think it's something we could do better. But it takes time and there's always the fine line of spamming the people that know you, but I do think we could do a better job of kind of disseminating, uh, being more proactive in spreading. Yeah.
0: And asking others to do that.
1: And by the way, while you're listening,
0: please go download, share, and rate us. Five stars. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for visiting everybody. We will see you here next week. Until then, keep chilling. Happy birthday. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We sincerely hope that these sessions will help you to better connect with your patients. Our goal is to get you into the digital world and to get you found. Please leave a review of this podcast on iTunes, five stars, of course, and visit us at russandrandy.com for more how-to details. See you there, and until then, keep chilling.